Welcome to The Top, the podcast that provides you with what you need to succeed in the real estate world. Brought to you by Collin County Area Realtors. Get ready to tackle top real estate topics in bite-sized amounts with CCAR President Jamuda Phil and Jonna Fernandez, CCAR Chief Operating Officer. Hi, Jamuna. Hi, Jonna. Welcome to The Top. I'm happy to be here. I am too. So I have a question for you. Have you noticed changes to homeowners insurance in both your personal and professional life? Absolutely. Um, just in recent transactions, last few months, um, homeowner policies have gone up. Um, and it's been very painful for many residents and um, also for new buyers coming on the scene because it has increased their monthly payments. And so they have to make a decision. So that um, is absolutely. very true. Absolutely. So lucky for us, we have insurance expert Barney Schwartz to help us understand why. Hi, Barney. Good afternoon or morning. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being here today. Please share with us a little bit about how you became such an insurance expert. So it's real interesting. I started my career as a claims adjuster and claims auditor, right? So you see, you know, claims come in and, and where people should have had coverage and they don't and things of that nature. And then I learned early on in my career that people weren't going to buy from me for my personality. So I had to know more than the next guy. I had to be the expert. And, you know, it, it's great being an expert because you'll keep the person as a client until another expert comes along. But just like anything else, if you sell something because you're a nice guy, then you'll only keep that client till another nice guy comes along. Yeah, so absolutely I've, true. So, um, Barney, we talked about just a few seconds ago the insurance hikes that some of us saw. Um, was this just North Texas residents who felt these hikes, or has it been, you know, in other parts of the country as well? So the answer to that is yes, right? Okay. It, it's <laughs> Collin County is the worst county in the entire United States for hail. Oh wow! Great. And if it, and if hail wasn't <laughs> enough, that freeze, which was just an absolute freak storm, well, that was specific to Texas as well. Think about how big the houses are, and how close they are together. Right? You have people with a 4,200-square-foot house that have minimal lot sizes. So when a hailstorm comes, it hits just a ton of houses. And it, you know, it makes me laugh when we go to a farm property and I tell the insurance companies, you should love to insure it because if this one gets hit by hail, no one else will. But it's the exact opposite of Col in Collin County. On top of that, you know, we're sick and tired of hearing the words inflation. But... Inflation did come into play with a lot of building supplies. I mean, think about the cost of constructing a new house. Well, that does come into play because guess what? If a house burns down, it needs to be reconstructed. It also comes into play because like in my own personal case, the amount I'm sharing my house for now has probably gone up 40 to 50% in the last three years. Why is that? Because if my house burns to the ground, I want both stories to be built, not just the first one. <laughs> Oh wow. <laughs> okay. So I wasn't I wasn't expecting to hear that. <laughs> Collin County was the worst. Uh but it does make some sense. Um so if we if we're talking about the insurance rate hike. You've mentioned one of the causes, but what 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 are the real causes? Like what are some of the other causes to to insure 
um, to hike that rate. So what I tell, try to tell my clients and prospects is the insurance companies aren't raising rates so that they can go from making a 10% profit to a 50% profit. Okay. They're raising rates to go from losing money to making money. Because at the end of the day, they're in the business to make money. And, you know, it, it doesn't play as far as wind and hail is concerned, but people going back to work causes a slight little uptick in claims. Why is that? If there's a water claim, there's no one to shut it off. If there's a theft, it's more likely to happen in an empty house than an occupied house. So small factor, but still a factor, needless to say. Good points. That would make sense, especially with empty homes. I've had experiences in those, and um, yeah, we don't like empty homes. We like someone to be in there who can keep an eye on the home and can catch something that's leaking straight away. Yeah, right? if, a ha if a house has been uh, vacant for more than yeah. 60 days, then coverage goes away for most insurance companies. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes, yeah. and there's different kinds, right? There's a landlord insurance and there's homeowner-occupied insurance, right? Um, so is there anything that um, a homeowner can do to lower their insurance? Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about it a little bit beforehand and you know, there's some obvious things, right? Everybody's heard about bundling. Bundle your car and home insurance right. together and get an alarm on your house and things of that nature. Don't report small claims. But the things that aren't quite as obvious is the insurance companies run an what's called an insurance score. It's not a true credit score, but typically the person with better credit will have the better insurance score. An insurance score looks more for fluctuations than it does for you know credit deficiencies. So if somebody goes and charges a, a massive amount on a credit card, even though they may pay it off the next month, it can cause a, an increase in this insurance or a decrease in the insurance score. So what most people don't know is a, a lot of the insurance companies are only running it based on the first spouse that we enter into the system. So if you have a situation where husband and spouse have Better, one has better credit than the other, or perhaps one has, is a business owner and has charged up a bunch of equipment or furniture or things of that nature, then the other person should be the first person that goes into the system when we go and run the, the score. And it has no impact on coverage on the policy. Well, that's excellent information. That's not something that I knew, so um, that's, that's great. Thank you, know, you for sharing that. Yeah, another thing that a lot of people aren't aware of mm -hmm. is, you know, we recently had a large hailstorm. As a matter of fact, most people in North Texas have had a hail claim. And what people don't realize is when you have a hail claim and you have your roof replaced, you need to pick up the phone and call your agent and tell them you now have a new roof. So one of the factors, like we can't even rate a new policy without knowing the roof age. Why? Because a house with a roof that was replaced in 2010 is going to be far more expensive than one replaced in 2023. When you have your roof replaced in 2023, and it was in my exact case, because I live in Allen, Allen got hit really hard with hail this year. My previous roof was replaced in 2015, so I had an eight-year-old roof. Mm -hmm. Once my roof was replaced, we went in, we endorsed the policy like you would if you just took defensive driving or something of that nature, right? Mm -hmm. Changed the roof age, my premium dropped $1,100. Wow. 
So, so you're saying that you know the the roof once it's changed and you have a brand new roof that you still have to follow up with the insurance company and let them know that you have a new roof. Not with the claims people because you're going to send the claims people the information. You need to notify the agent that you bought the policy from. Or if you purchase the policy online, call the sales department so that they can go in and change your policy because the claims people will not go in and change the policy. So they're not talking to each other. Wow. Exactly. Okay, well, that's another great bit of information. That yeah, really is. Um, yeah, it's really good to know. So um, I wanted to circle back around a little bit to what we were talking about before as far as the rate hikes um, because a lot of people might think that insurance is unrelated to real estate and we obviously know it's not, but rate increases can really impact what a person can afford, right? So we talked about these rate increases. Any chance that these premiums might go back down? Yeah, I mean, insurance companies run in cycles. We call it in, in our industry hard market and soft market. We thought that the rates would have gone down probably two, three years ago because they've gone up for the last seven, eight years. This is about the longest I've ever seen, and I've been in the business since 1987, that I've seen just continual increase after increase and, and large increases. But at some point, it has to plateau. The other benefit that's going on right now that really most people don't know is interest rates are going up. Mm -hmm. So now insurance companies can make a profit if they pay $1.05 for every dollar they get in, whereas in the past when interest rates were 1%, 2%, they had to make sure they made an underwriting profit. So that combined with at some point rate adequacy will be there. I would expect in 2025 we'll see some leveling if not before then. That's good to know. So then, does a homeowner have to have insurance? Well, you know, you don't have to insure anything, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, a mortgage is going to go and, and force you to have insurance. But if you're somebody who doesn't have a mortgage, you have to look at the expense that it's costing you and the value of the asset. Now, I love to self-insure as much as I can possibly afford. But a 500000 or a million-dollar house burning to the ground, that's going to be a little bit too much financial pain for me. Now, if I was sitting with a billion dollars in the bank, I wouldn't care about a $500,000 asset, and I would go without insurance. Regardless, though, people should always carry liability insurance, you know, in case of a dog bite claim or somebody slipping and falling or, you know, God forbid, a pool incident. Point. Thank you. So, Barney, what is some of the just maybe just a couple of questions um, that uh, a new homeowner could ask their insurance company? What would be really important to help them with that rate and make sure they get a really good rate? Just a couple of questions that a homeowner could ask their insurance company. Well, the, the first would be, can you try to quote both ways with husband or spouse one first, spouse two second, mm -hmm. right? And then going and flipping and flopping because that's not something, one, the average consumer knows, and two, not necessarily all insurance agents know. The other thing that can happen is, yes, rates are going up, but some of our companies allow us to send in an account for rescoring. Oh. So if their insurance score improves, the rate will improve, and that will help offset some of the increases. Okay. So those are a couple of things, you know, the most discounts, alarms and things of that nature, most people know. 
Mm -hmm. Close to a fire station, fire hydrant outside your property. Yeah. They'll, they'll that, that, you know, as long as, as long as the fire station is within five miles, miles, it doesn't matter if it's five feet or five miles. Right. It's just a box to check. If a fire hydrant is five feet or 500 feet, it doesn't matter. Right. There's no, no improved pricing for that. Um, so, um, is it true that insurance companies are now using drones to determine the coverage? <laughs> so, it isn't so much drones, but there is satellite imagery that now is available. So, one of the insurance companies we write for, and we're a broker, so we deal with multiple companies, they have satellite imagery that will see whether or not there are branches on a roof that can potentially see if there's cracks in the sidewalk. And they'll come back and say, before we insure this house, we need to make sure that the branches are removed. I haven't seen anything where they've been able to zoom down that close to the shingles mm -hmm. to determine whether or not um, the shingles need to be replaced or not. We've seen it on the commercial side of the house. So when we go to insure a building, we actually had a building we were insuring in downtown McKinney and they used exactly that satellite imagery. They didn't go and fly an individual drone over it. And they said, hey, this roof is shot. Before we insure it, we need the roof replaced. And the client went and got a roofer up there, and he said, yeah, it's in pretty bad shape. So they went and got it replaced. <laughs> There's so many ways to check something. And I know that you know the type of roof also is very important. Right, in terms of coverage. So I know there's different levels and you know, from level three, level four, I think is the preferred right now, but um, supposed to be resistant to hail. So what kind of impact does that have on the insurance premium? So it, it does lower the, the premium. Whether or not it has a huge impact is gonna vary tremendously upon company. There are some people who are starting to go with metal roofs, especially out in the country and with most policies, when you have a metal roof, they're gonna put a, what they call a cosmetic exclusion on it, which means if the roof is dinged up, but it still isn't leaking, mm -hmm. that the insurance company's not gonna pay for a new roof. Okay. So in, in, in Texas, I guess, you know, at what point does the insurance company say they will not cover a roof based on age? So and only on age. Gosh, that's a great question because Literally last week, we saw one company change from 15 years down to 10. A lot of companies are going to what we call depreciation schedules after 10 years, after 15 years, which means if you have a 30-year-old roof and it's already 15 years old, you're only going to get 50% of the roof claim minus your deductible, which means you're not going to get a whole heck of a lot. The other change that we're starting to see in the industry is, you know, if somebody had asked me a year ago, does it pay to get a larger wind hail deductible? The answer was almost always no, and we really didn't even have to check. Well, now companies are starting to really give a better price for higher wind hail deductibles. So to, you know, related to the question that you asked earlier, mm -hmm. that can be one way that people can lower their, their premium is by taking on a higher wind hail deductible. Good to know. Well, to Barney, know. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything else you would like our listeners to know? Yeah, so there's one other thing that I get asked a lot about, and that's leasebacks. And so when there's a leaseback, you, you need to have your buyers advise their insurance provider that there's a leaseback. 
And the reason why is you may know if you have a rental property, you have to get a separate type of policy. And that's because the home insurance policy says, we'll insure a home that you live in or we'll insure your primary residence. So if they do the policy and now all of a sudden the seller is still in the house, it's really not a primary residence. So there's certain ways that we can get around that as an agent. We can put a short-term rental endorsement which became about because of the whole, you know, Airbnb and VRBO and those companies of that nature. Or we can, you know, some companies will give us a little bit of a buffer. Some will be four days, some 14 days, some 30 days, mm -hmm. some zero days. Okay. So the last thing you want to do is be with one of those zero day companies, not have the house endorsed and then have it burned to the ground. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been a wealth of knowledge. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank Absolutely. you, Barney. And for those listening, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe to Welcome to the Top wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please leave us a review. We want to know how we're doing. If you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, you can email us at ask at welcometothetop.com. Then tune in to hear us cover it. We can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'm Jamuna Thill. Welcome home. Special thanks to our host, Jonna Fernandez and Jamuna Thill. Producer, Bree Westbury. Audio engineer, Dylan Hensley. Outreach and guest relations manager, Kendall Crawford. And podcast administrator, Sean Ossel. Tune in next time. And don't forget to enjoy your journey to the top. The statements made by speakers in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views or position of the Collin County Association of Realtors, its leadership, or its members. This podcast is not intended to give legal, financial, medical, or other advice, but simply to provide information as a springboard to further discussion and investigation.